Enterprise Management 360. Hello and welcome to this EM360 podcast. I'm Max Curtin, the editor here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. So today's episode is with Safeguard Cyber and is about what they refer to as social and digital endpoints. The current network security infrastructure has been in place since before the creation of social, mobile and collaboration network channels that businesses rely on so much today. Third-party apps like LinkedIn have introduced security risks that compromise protection over customer engagement. So companies should look to ensure that they are using their social media and digital channels securely. Joining me today to lend his expertise on how best to approach this matter is Otavio Freire, who is the President, Chief Technology Officer and Co-Founder at Safeguard Cyber. So welcome, Otavio, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Anytime. I'm looking forward to kind of getting into this and picking your brains on this subject. So let's talk a little bit about the current network security infrastructure. What does it entail and where does it fall short in terms of protecting companies' social and digital channels? You know, it's interesting. What we realized took place is that companies really built their cyber protections, as you brought up in your introduction, an existing piece of technology that mostly were built over the last 20 years. And then turns out the business left the fort, left the castle, and that old fortress mentality just doesn't apply anymore. So CISOs, CIOs have been building protections around the enterprise, and it's just outdated. I think it would be no surprise to say that us as consumers, us as employees, really live in our apps. We live on our phones. We live in cloud environments that are all outside the firewall. So the landscape has significantly changed, and the technology has still protected the old ways. What's come to pass is now, you know, there's just a much bigger attack surface. Not only have we left that fortress, it really has decentralized and it's highly distributed. Think of all the digital apps that now we live in. And you mentioned several, right? Everything from LinkedIn, through WhatsApp, through Facebook. And the companies that are utilizing this, right, they know that the consumers are there. So they have to meet where the consumers are. And there's good money to be made, marketing, sales, recruiting, take a pick of business function. It has left the fortress. So you have this dynamic where social media, collaboration, mobile channels that we use and are very widespread are now really came to be relevant after these old network technologies. And it's created really a massive visibility issue as well. Because if you ask any CISO, you know, we deal with this on an ongoing basis. The biggest challenge is visibility. So where do we start, right? I think that we all recognize this dynamic. They're not blind to this fact, but they also lack incredible visibility. We often ask, well, how many digital presences does your company have? How many do you, your employees are on? Across all your brands, across all the geographies. And, oh, well, we took four months and we did a survey and it was 150. And I'm like, okay, so let's look at this. Well, our platform found it was actually 450. And I use those two numbers 
because that is often a trend. It's three times more, even when there's a concentrated effort to find out. It's just three times. And folks who don't actually try to do it manually, they're 10 times off. So that's just a visibility problem that we face. So one thing you were kind of mentioning there is obviously, and and that's quite an alarming stat that there's three times more than people are kind of realizing at this point. And when we're looking at these applications, it's a case of, yes, they're integral for the customer interaction, but you've also got the team members as well, where there's a connection from that standpoint. So what is the extent of in-app security and privacy settings? I think we can all agree that these were not really built for cyber threats. I think Facebook has, unfortunately, you know, the $5 million fine just came into effect. They're built for communication. So it's not in their DNA. They're not built to confront cyber threats. And despite the rise in encrypted apps, all they've done is extended the risk surface. So the settings and the privacy is not just core to their mission. So adding on to that then, what are the kind of risks and threats that are are associated with the social media channels? The big three we see are brand and reputation issues, regulatory compliance, and cyber threats. So let's take these in turns. Brand and reputation, a study done by Forms Marketing Accountability Project, that's 19% of the enterprise value. So think about that. A fifth of the enterprise stock is tied in to these types of threats. The regulatory compliance companies have been fined globally. Banks have been fined. Life sciences companies as well but they need to remain agile, right? So there's this tension about increasing revenue and staying compliant. And that tends to be a big threat that we see in those channels. And then there's just incredible amount of cyber threats. There is a study by F5 that out of all the fraud that happens in the world, 11% initiated in social channels. I mean, you know, that should be a scary number for everybody. Kind of a worrying statistic, isn't it, to kind of see those kind of numbers. Has that been a steady growth? And is it something that's going to continue to grow? Yes, it unfortunately has. I think what we're seeing is people are far more prone to click on links in social than on email. You know, these platforms, I think hackers are also starting to realize more and more that you're broadcasting your psychology and connections on social. There's a rich amount of data there that facilitates attacks, phishing attacks takeover attack and so forth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you mentioned that they're essentially unsecure cloud networks, right? So at this point, the conversations that the companies are having with their customers through these apps are, well, they're unsecured, as you've, you've kind of pointed out here. So what would your advice be to companies that want to eliminate that risk as much as possible and bring that number down? I'll go back to my first comment. Visibility is key. You have to understand your inventory of the digital footprint. You can't protect what you can't see. And then you have to protect the known. And we certainly use that as a starting point for customers. We have a process called the FAST, uh, play on acronyms, not too surprising. It stands for find and analyze, secure, and uh, take controls of these assets. The F being defined. Let's start with visibility. And once you have the inventory and assets, you can protect them from these attacks. So when you're looking from a company standpoint, then what should these companies be doing? Like the steps that they can do to ensure that there's quick identification of the internal compliance policy violations? You know, the primary challenge is certainly, as we mentioned, visibility. But then you move on to, okay, I get a sense of what they are. 
speed and scale is frightening. So, you know, we did a proof of concept in Brazil, and you know, I, I guess not just you probably know this. Europe, North America, or the UK are big users of WhatsApp. Not so much United States, but outside WhatsApp is a huge network. And we ran that proof of concept for two weeks. And since it was a proof of concept, it was only 13 pharma sales reps. And they produced 2,400 messages. Now think about that. How could a company or a security professional even go through 2,400 messages looking for brand risks, regulatory compliance risks, and cyber threats? It's just daunting. But guess what? That was only 13. <laughs> they actually have 450 reps. So if you do the math, and we'll have to deal with this here this month, it's going to be 116,000 messages for, per day. So hackers realize this. It's easy to insert links in that mix. It's easy to communicate, even mention of a zero-day flaw in WhatsApp and so on. So the only way to fight this challenge is with technology. So it's a, you know, a speed and scale problem. And the attackers have AIs, and only AI and configurable machine learning can catch and quarantine these violations. So that's kind of the logical step. It's using the ML, inputting the data, and then scanning for anything that can kind of jump out. Because you're right in saying that's a staggering amount of messages, and no one person or team could even begin to tackle that, really, could they? No, you have to fight scale with scale. You have to find that AI, ML offensive capability with an AI ML defensive capability. There really is no other possibility. And obviously that's something that is coming into the forefront more and more. And when we're looking at that, because obviously these third party apps, they're showing no sign of slowing down. If anything, it's speeding up more and more and it's the rate in which it is climbing is drastic. So through these channels of social engagement, how do you see the landscape of these third party apps and their associated risk changing in the future? I think you hit on the main point. There's just going to be more and more. And there's another phenomenon taking place, what we call the balkanization of social media. The challenge becomes bigger when APAC has an app that they use, such as WeChat. The UK likes Telegram. Japan likes Line. You know, South Korea has its own preferences and so on. But that's what we're in the business of, making sure you have the access to all these types of networks. So as we kind of wrap up here, I think it's important to look at obviously the cybersecurity aspect. So the current attitudes towards cybersecurity kind of indicates that it's seen as a financial burden, really, and just a daunting endeavor, which you've kind of outlined in, in the stats that you've provided to us today of the workload that kind of goes into it. So what kind of perception do you think companies should have over their own cybersecurity? That's a great question, Max. And, you know, there's been this challenge that I think smart cybersecurity organizations and smart CIOs have come to realize is that they can't be the office of no. In fact, their no's can hold up a whole business. When you can add a new channel, meet where the customers are, meet where your future employees are, you are more competitive, you have bigger chance of increasing your revenue. So security has typically been seen as a cost center and these technologies, when you enable these marketing and sales and customer service channels, it is actually strategic. It is a something that CEOs 
can start thinking about as a strategy? Definitely. It's more of that act, don't react mentality, isn't it? Exactly. Let's say you're trying to grow your business in Brazil or China. There is no easy route. The digital approach can be the easiest route, but you have to resolve this tension. And it's easy to resolve with platforms such as us. And once you do, at the end of the day, everyone wins because ultimately revenue wins. And that's the main takeaway at the end of the day, isn't it? That's why everyone's looking at that bottom line for where they can kind of take this. I would concur. Excellent. Well, Otavio, I've got to thank you for taking the time to kind of explain all of this to us today and kind of walk us through what's going on. And I think more companies need to be aware of the, the statistics that are going on. And as we said, just uh, at that final question there of, you know, let's act, let's not react and just make sure that because these channels are growing so rapidly, staying on top of it before it ends up getting away from us. I agree. Absolutely. Otavio, thank you once again for joining us. And if anyone would like to check out more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head on over to uh, safeguardcyber.com for more interesting information on this topic. So, so thank you so much. Thank you, Max. Look forward to the next time. For more podcasts like this, head to em360tech.com.